you can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app. Morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning Five here on Friday, October second, twenty twenty. I am Dave Biddle. I am very happy to be joined by the one and only Jonah Booker for his usual Friday visit. Jay Book, my man. We are just twenty-two days away from Ohio State football. How does that feel? It feels great. We're finally in October. Got September behind us. I felt like September just crawled along and. It lasted forever. We we had our ups and downs, our, our tears and our, our fist pumps as the season looked like it was not going to happen. And now it's back on. So we're here in October. We're a couple of weeks away from showtime. That's right. I can't wait. I mean, it's going to be fun watching games tomorrow, knowing the Buckeyes are just three weeks away. Last week kind of felt like the first week I could get really get into it. We knew there was going to be Buckeye football. The SEC started last week and got some good games tomorrow. So that's going to be a lot of fun watching some of the college football tomorrow as we will be, you know, and tomorrow we're just exactly three weeks away from the Ohio State Buckeyes playing. We're going to talk a lot about the Buckeye linebackers on today's show. The linebackers as well as linebacker coach Al Washington held a Zoom call yesterday with the media. And let's start with Al Washington. Just, you know, looking at this group overall, Al Washington said, quote, this group is special. And he wasn't just talking about them as players or them as leaders or the, the, everything together. He said, this group, they have the talent. They're veteran. Even the backups are veteran guys. Like the backups are like juniors with one sophomore. Craig Young is also a guy they really like in there. But you got four seniors in there with Baron Browning, Pete Werner, Tuff Borland, Justin Hilliard. You know, the, the juniors that are backing up guys like Kayvon Pope and Taraza Mitchell and Dallas Gant. I mean, Al Washington, you know, and we know coaches can be, you know, accused of coach speak sometime. This was not coach speak. He, he was gushing about this group. I know Phil Steele has them ranked as the third best linebacker group in the country, Jay Book. But, um, I mean, no surprise to hear Al Washington call this group special, but it was still cool to hear. Absolutely. And kudos to Al Washington because he's been absolutely solid since he joined the staff from Michigan. I mean, his his recruiting chops speak for himself. He's doing a heck of a job on the recruiting trail, but not only that, but getting this, this linebacker room deep from top to bottom, obviously it helps when you're recruiting some of the best linebackers in the country and things have fallen into place for Ohio State to where we we have leadership and we have depth and we have a bevy of veterans with a lot of game experience that is back in the fold, which really bodes well for that room. And, and just the silver bullets for Ohio State, it's always been the linebackers that have been on the front lines that have led the charge there. The history of Ohio State linebackers and the excellence coming from the linebacker position it, it is a long lineage of history. And I truly believe that this year's linebacking core is probably the deepest that we've seen. 
We may not have the Buckets Award winners that we've seen in years past, but if you look at the roster, one through eight, any of those guys can be starting for any team in the Big Ten right now. That's how deep and how talented this group is. I did a story on Baron Browning yesterday, and this is a guy that's so intriguing. He was, you know, the number one outside linebacker recruit in the country in the 2017 class, number 11 overall player in the country. And he's flashed. I mean, we've seen, you know, flashes of why he was ranked that high. He has not been able to put it all together. Um, now as a senior, maybe he will. I mean, another guy that El Washington gushed about, and we got a chance to talk to Baron himself and uh, what a mature young man. Um, and I hope, I hope he can put together a huge season because he has everything you want in a linebacker, six foot three and a half, 240 pounds, runs like the wind, will hit you. Uh, you know, and he's going to move around a little bit this year. Last year, he was mostly playing the Mike linebacker. Him and Tough Borland would rotate. This year, looks like Baron Brown is going to be the starting strong side linebacker. He can still play in the middle if, if need be, but he's probably going to be the starting uh, Sam with Justin Hilliard backing him up. And Baron Browning can put his hand down in the dirt and, and be a rush end on third down and other passing situations. Uh, you know, A loaded question here, Jay Book, but is this Baron Browning's year? I think it is. I hope it is. Um, I think he can have his swan song, uh, a la a Curtis uh, um, – what's it, what's it, slip my name, 2014. Oh, yeah, Curtis Five, Grant. Curtis, Curtis Grant, Grant yeah. yes, Curtis Grant. I think he can have a, a swan song similar to Curtis Grant there because you mentioned the five-star, the highly regarded player that's coming into the program. I thought Baron Brownie had some flashes last year, um, and then he has some mental gaps. But I think with him being able to be diverse on the outside, that strong side position is, w- is what I believe suits him best. I don't think he's a true Mike linebacker where they had him playing. I think he is a guy, see football, get football. When he, when he could bend that art and get on, get after the quarterback on the edge, that's where I really think he will excel. And just having him back, because he started playing well enough to where there were a little whispers last year, would he declare for the NFL? I And it was all over the message. It was a lot of talk that a lot of people thought that he started to really come on to the point to where he potentially could have been the guy that declared. And him coming back for his senior year, I think, is going to really benefit him. And you mentioned Justin Hilliard. What a what a story he is because he's another highly regarded guy. I remember it like it was yesterday when him and Jay Sean Cornell pretty much committed on the same day. Those guys were recruiting each other to Ohio State. And the message boards and everyone went crazy because at the time Ohio State wasn't recruiting Cincinnati that well. And being able to pull Justin Hillier out of Cincinnati was a major feather in the cap for the program. And he's a guy that's battled a ton of adversity, battled a lot of injuries, but he never gave up. He never quit. He kept his head down. He kept grinding. He kept his rehab. And you talk to anyone within the program, and they tell you Justin Hilliard is one of the heartbeats of that locker room. He's a leader. He brings a lot of energy. Um, he's a giver, not a taker that Urban Meyer would like to say when it comes to guys with positive energy. And I think he played extremely well last year. And I'm very excited to see him back to see what he's going to bring to the table because he's a guy that really 
needs to have a good senior year because I truly believe Justin Hillier can play on Sundays. He just needs to put together a full season, showing that he's healthy and being able to flash that athleticism that we all know that he has. Pete Werner's a guy that uh, he's moving spots this year. He was mostly the Sam last year. Now he's moving over to the Will, taking over for Malik Harrison. And they're going to move guys around, as we all know. But, uh, you know, Pete Werner's going to play different spots. He's very versatile, but he's mostly going to be the Will. This is just my personal opinion, man. I think he's one of the most underrated guys on this team. I, I, w- I was watching and rewatching some games recently from last year. And I knew Pete Werner had a good year, and the coaches gushed about him and, and this and that. I, I don't. I think he's going to have a monster year, man. I, I just feel like he's so underrated, not by the coaches, not by his teammates, but, you know, by fans on message boards and the media. Um, I think uh, not all media because I'm media and I, I'm saying he's really, really damn good. Your thoughts on Pete Werner? Am I off base here that he's uh, going to have a monster year? Just what are your thoughts on Pete Werner? Well, Pro Football Focus had Pete Werner as one of the best coverage linebackers in college football. So that tells you how they think about him and – He was a guy that really excelled in coverage, especially going against the tight ends. They dropped him a lot. And I think it was something along the lines was he won 90, like 95, 96% of his battles when he was guarding guys out in space. So I like him at the wheel. I think it makes sense to have Pete at the wheel. Um, he's really packed on a lot of weight there. He's solid right now. I think his frame is probably maxed out where you want him, want him to be as far as weight without losing the speed and the athleticism that he has. But I like Pete. He's solid. He's a guy you're going to be able to rely on. He's a veteran, another heady guy in the locker room. I mean, if you look at all four of the veteran linebackers, you can actually peg a lot of all four of those guys as being captains any other year uh, if they weren't so deep as far as the leadership there. But I like Pete. I think he's going to do his thing there. Um, it really it really bodes well for him to have Al Washington back. He's having consistency as far as the, the coaching from the linebacker position, having Al there. So the all, all four, of those, all three of those guys there that you mentioned, Poised to have a breakout year. The only question that I will say is because I think Ohio State will be so dominant this year when it comes to blowing people out. I don't know how much those guys will be playing in the second half, late third quarter, fourth quarter, because you mentioned some of those younger guys. I, I still call them younger guys because they haven't played a ton, even though they're senior, their class rankings will say that they're more veterans than they are younger guys. But I think that next wave of guys will see a significant amount of playing time, especially when Ohio State starts running up to school on people. Yeah, let's talk about some of those non-senior linebackers. It's funny that, yeah, they're the young guys that are juniors uh, mostly. Uh, but, you know, Kayvon Pope's a guy that gets rave reviews when he talked to his teammates or the coaches. Um that's another thing Al Washington was talking about today, just how deep this group is. Like, you know, it's, it's great to have great starters. Everybody would take that, you know, and they've got, they feel like they've got great starters and great backups. And they're not just like six deep. They feel like they've got like eight guys that can play, maybe nine that can legitimately play. I'm just curious who you're highest on among the non-starters. When you look at guys like Kayvon Pope, Taraja Mitchell, Dallas Gant, Craig Young, who's a guy or two that you're really high on out of that group. I want to see Taraja Mitchell. I mean, he, I've been, 
hanging on to the edge of my seat for this guy for the last couple years. Obviously, he's playing behind Tuck Borland and, and Baron Browning last year at the mic position, but I just feel like he's one of those head thumpers that's going to bring you to your feet when, when somebody tries to run the ball his way. He is a guy that was highly regarded in high school. He's been a staple within the program as far as being some of the uh, one of the guys that's a leader within his class ranking. And then Dallas Gant, you don't hear a lot about him, but they really rave about his athleticism. They think he's going to be a player. Early on when he was just a freshman, he was one of the early guys that got his black stripe removed from his class. So that speaks volumes to me. And, and the guy that I've been hearing a lot about, and I I even had uh, Brian Hartline uh, like one of the truth, like one of my tweets when talking about him is Craig Young, about how freakish he is when it comes to his athleticism. Craig Young is a guy that came into the program at, out of Indiana, wasn't highly regarded as far as his recruiting rankings, and they didn't know where they wanted to play him. He was a you know quarterback, running back, wide receiver, safety, linebacker. He played it all, and he's really packed on the pounds. And in track, he was a sub 11, uh, 11 second sprinter at like 220 in high school. So you look at him and his athleticism, and they really like the way he's popping. He's going to be a guy that will have to wait his turn, obviously, but I like the ceiling for him. I think he's going to be a guy that really, once he gets on the field, will make those wild plays. He's going to have to cut his teeth on special teams, uh, especially this year because there's so much debt ahead of him. But that is a guy to keep an eye on because they really like how athletic he is. I want to close the show talking about two guys who are not linebackers, although Court Williams might end up being a linebacker. But right now he's repping at safety, versatile, Court Williams out of California, true freshman. And Ronnie Hickman, redshirt freshman safety out of Jersey. I'm hearing good things from Court Williams and Ronnie Hickman about Court Williams. And Ronnie Hickman, you, you talk to you know people off the record. Um, you talk to people on the record. It sounds like Court Williams and Ronnie Hickman are flashing. I don't know how much they're going to play. They're certainly not going to be starters. Um, what are you hearing about Court Williams and Ronnie Hickman? Are you, are you intrigued by those two guys, Jay Book? Yeah, Court Williams, he's another another kid come in as a freshman and rolled early. He got his black stripe removed fairly early on in the process. He, If I'm not mistaken, he might have been one of the first kids out of the freshman class to get his black stripe removed. So he, he is a guy that at the time when they were recruiting him, they were looking at him at the star position that they had in the defense under Jeff Halfley. And I thought he fit that position like a glove. I'm interested to see how he does at the safety position. I, I, I truly believe that Court can be one of those hybrid type of guys, but I like the leadership that they're saying that they're seeing from him. Um, and then Ronnie, the Rocky Hickman, he was, a, he was a missile coming out of high school in New Jersey. He battled through the injuries. The fact that he's starting to shine, it really makes me smile because he has all the talent. It's just a matter of, how he's going to perform on this stage because he's battled through the injuries. And now that he's healthy, he's showing that he belongs. He's showing that he can play at Ohio State. And that's the big thing coming out of New Jersey. It may They may not have been playing against the, the best competition in the country, 
But whenever you pop up Ronnie Nichols' team, he really flashed. You can see why they called him the Rocky. And I just want to see what he does because there's going to be ample opportunity for these younger guys, these next wave guys to get playing time. I know we don't like to talk about Dabo Sweeney. We don't like what he what he's been about these last several years. But I thought Dabo Sweeney made a valuable point about what this season means for younger players. And basically, Dabo said, with the NCAA rule, with these younger guys being able to keep their eligibility, you're going to see the top teams all across the country playing a bevy of those younger guys that were highly regarded and highly recruited because the time is now to really get them on the field and see what they're made of. And I think that's going to be the same situation with Ohio State. Those first two weeks against Nebraska and against Penn State, that's going to be a, a couple battles. And you're going to see a lot of the veterans playing heavy playing time. But after that, the next seven weeks, Ohio State should absolutely steamroll teams. And you're going to see a lot of those younger guys getting on the field, getting their feet wet. And it's, all, it's, it's going to be about who's making plays. Because right now, if you can get on the field at Ohio State, as you parlay that going into the spring, that's when you start making your name for yourself and getting getting your name out there nationally. So it's, it's a lot of talent. It's a lot of young guys. But I think this is going to be the year to where a lot of those young guys start making a name for themselves on the national stage. Excellent insights, as always, from Jonah Booker. Really appreciate it. Jay Book. If you like the show, give us a five-star review. It really helps. Or subscribe. It really helps, and we appreciate it. Thanks again to the listeners. Thanks again to Jonah Booker. Have a great weekend, Bucknutters. to Paramount Plus for a brand new season of the original hit series, Mayor of Kingstown. My job is to create a balance. Avoid a war. From executive producer Taylor Sheridan, co-creator of Yellowstone. There's some new players in town and they brought the flag. And Antoine Fuqua, director of Training Day. I know it's always been a war zone, Mike, but this is next level. The mayor is back in business. Are you warning me? You're going to find out. Mayor of Kingstown. New season streaming June 2nd, exclusively on Paramount Plus.